Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison. This is a special episode. I am just covering early signing day on this episode, going over each recruit, uh, what I love about them, breaking down their film a little bit, uh, and talking about what I see for their future. So let's start the show. All right, so let's talk about some uh, early signing day. Now, before I get into the actual breakdown of all the guys we signed, uh, I do want to say that as a former player at UT, I I don't necessarily keep up with all the recruits and their rankings and all that kind of stuff. I I never did, even when I was at UT, and it's because you never actually knew how they would turn out. I've I've seen five-stars fizzle and i've seen three stars succeed go to the highest level so i think it really depends on your attitude the way you approach stuff when you get to the college atmosphere it's a whole different ball game once you get there so a lot of times i don't like to pay attention to exactly how they're ranked um you know i just watched film on them on all the early signees and just kind of broke down what i saw uh, and, and, you know, hopefully they can succeed at the next level, but it, it's never guaranteed, which is the scary part. It, it just really isn't. So you can sign as many five stars as you want. If they don't have the right attitude, the right mindset uh, to go in there and try and become better, if they think they've arrived already, they're ne- they'll never succeed in college, plain and simple. So let's get into it. Uh, I'm just going to go straight down the list, uh, give you my breakdown on uh, each one we signed. So uh, we'll start with Aaron Willis, a linebacker out of Virginia. Uh, this guy lowers the boom. And he comes up and hits. He's very physical, uh, which is great for run stopping. Um, but there's not much film on him in his coverage skills. Uh, you know, there, there was a couple plays where he stopped some screens and he was fast to react, which is good. But... In this defense that Jeremy Pruitt is running, man coverage, he's asking linebackers to cover the Tonys of the world from Florida. You got to have coverage skills. That's one of the most important things. He's 6'1, 200, so he's not too heavy to keep up with the fast guys, which is good. But I need to see more of his footwork, more of his hip turn to really know if he'll be able to, you know, be a coverage linebacker like. We expect him to be in our defense. Uh, next up, uh, Amari McNeil, defensive lineman. Uh, he's 6'4", 280. So 6'4", good frame to have that kind of weight. Uh, uses his hands and creates separation at the point of attack. 
He comes off the ball and immediately uses his length to get the offensive lineman off of him and read the play. That's a great thing as a defensive lineman. A lot of defensive linemen, they don't use their hands as well as they could. And and the same thing for O-linemen. Your hands, your, your length is your best attribute. It helps you so much. And he, he does that really well. So I'm excited about him. I think he needs to put on another 20 pounds. He's 280 right now. And that's kind of like sitting in the no man's land. You know, you want to be 250, 260 as a defensive end in the SEC. You want to be 300, maybe a little bit more as a defensive tackle in the SEC. I think he can put on 20 pounds. I mean, I've seen guys put on 40 in college. So I, I don't think that'll be a problem. I just think he needs to get up to the three bill mark uh, to to really make a big impact. Uh, next, Christian Charles. Um, I, I, they look like they're going to go him as a DB. Uh, he's 6'1", 180. Uh, but all he has out there is his quarterback videos. So... Yeah, I mean, you're fast, I guess, as a quarterback. Um, you know, you're supposed to be playing DB. It, I believe we did not sign him as a quarterback with Caden uh, Slater coming in the same class. So I couldn't really break down him as a defensive back. Now he's got a lot of a lot on his shoulders uh, with our defense and the amount of man coverage that we run. So hopefully he can progress and, uh, you know, get better and better as he continues through the years in college. Um, I think he wants to be a quarterback. Uh, I think it's obvious by the huddle that he puts out. He doesn't put any defensive film out there. He just puts his quarterback highlights. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he does. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. Uh, next is uh, Katron Evans, the defensive lineman. He is 6'5", 315 great perfect that's the exact height and weight you want as a defensive lineman big dude because i know the guards and centers in the sec are going to be that size they might be a little shorter but they're in the threes um he's always been bigger than everyone uh so i think that is detrimental to the development of technique in a lot of guys in high school um high school coaches won't teach the technique they're just trying to teach uh the scheme kind of where the gap you should be as a defensive lineman uh you know looking for the ball those kind of things and not necessarily where you're putting your hands how you're using your feet what you know and because he's always been bigger than everybody throws them around and it's easy for him he needs to learn his technique uh to where it's not just being big out there uh you know i struggled with it too i i was a bigger guy in high school i was around that size six four three ten in high school and i was just bigger than everybody you could you know push them around like i wanted and you know really had to understand technique once i got to the next level that's what everybody has to do and i think for him to be successful in college he he has to understand that there's guys that are bigger than you there's always someone bigger uh, next, we have uh, Tyon Evans, who's a running back, five ten, two fifteen. So that's good size for a running back. Uh, it was great. He has 
you know, no easy tackles. He wasn't going down easy. There was no arm tackles. He's fighting through every single guy who's trying to come up there and uh, and tackle him. So I love that. He has experience. Um, and he can read zone blocking. Some of his film was great. It was from uh, behind the offense, like a video game style. And I could really see how he's reading his blocks. And it's so important as a running back to read your blocks. A lot of guys could be the most athletic, the fastest, the strongest guy in the backfield. But if they don't understand the blocking scheme of how their offensive line is blocking, what the offensive line is trying to do to the defenders and push them to a certain point, you you won't gain any yards. So you have to be able to read those blocks and read off of them, cut off the hips of a lot of your offensive linemen, and he does a great job at that. And uh, he also has the kick returning skills, you know, and, and kick returning is huge. Um, and it, it's kind of overlooked, but, you know, when I was there and uh, we had Evan Barry, it, it made a huge difference in the offense. Um, you know, whenever the other team scored and it was like, oh, now they get to kick, they have to kick off to Evan, We did, you never knew. What was going to happen? Evan could take that back at any moment, and it was so exciting and it was so uplifting as an offense, you know. And we we would tell him like, "Hey, man, let's let's go out there and kick an extra point. Like, go down and score. I, I, you know, like make my drive one play as an offensive lineman." Uh, and he was a big game changer for us in in a lot of instances. So. You know, if uh, Keon can come in and, and be a kick returner, be a good kick returner for us, that's awesome. Uh, next up, we have uh, Miles Campbell, uh, tight end, six four two thirty. So he's a little lighter as a tight end. Um, he's very very athletic, uh, faster than a lot of DBs on the field. I mean, he he was one of the fastest people on the field, but uh, he didn't do a lot of blocking. I saw a, a lot of the times he's lined up out wide, that, like he's their number one wide receiver, which I get in high school. He's your most, most athletic guy. He's your best receiving uh, threat. So I get lining him up at, you know, receiver one. But uh, as a tight end, especially in this offense, he's got to learn to block some defensive ends. So learning how to pass protect versus some top tier defensive ends in the SEC and also learning how to run block is going to be a big hurdle for him. And, you know, it wasn't always easy for tight ends to understand leverage of run blocking and also just being inside out on pass blocking. So that whole portion of the game is really going to have to develop if he ever wants to see playing time. And he's got to gain some weight too. He needs to be more near 250 if, if we're going to be honest. Love his athleticism, but... To be the tight end, and especially one in the SEC, in this offense, you need to be a little heavier. I mean, even Kyle Pitts is heavier than him, you know? So, and, you know, Florida's offense, he doesn't block much. That's not what he's there for. He's there for, you know, if he is in the interior next to the offensive line, he's kind of a, a decoy. So... Got to put some weight on. Got to learn some blocking scheme, and we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, next one, Trinity Bell, another tight end. I love this guy. 6'7", 250 pounds, massive human being. Uh, and it, it's so great. Like, he will be able to block people just off size alone 
as a tight end, which is good. Obviously, you got to learn some technique. Um, but what he does great is he would use his body versus the DBs. He really boxes them out. You can tell the guy play, plays basketball. He literally boxes them out, keeps them behind him, and keeps his chest open. Big chest for the quarterback to throw the ball to. So huge target for him. It'll be great for play action passes right across the middle. You know, most of his routes that he's run in high school are very easy, simple, slants, just little seams up the middle routes. So he'll have to understand the route tree a little bit better. Uh, you know, digs, posts, uh, curls, hooks, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think he, I think he'd be a huge threat to it for us. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's great for the play action pass game, which is, you know, what we want to kind of do as an offense is run the ball and play action pass and having a big, big tight end like that, you know, down the goal line too, some jump balls, it, it'd be, it, it's going to be great. Um, Next up, uh, we got William Parker, offensive lineman, six five three thirty. So big dude. Um, there's 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 not technique, and, and I said this earlier. A lot of the times, high school coaches won't teach the technique, so he doesn't have the technique there. But what else does he have as an offensive lineman? Because no one teaches technique, you need other things, no other attributes to go along with him, you can teach him the technique at the next level. Is he a dog and is he athletic? Yes, he's a dog. He finishes, finishes, finishes plays. He's trying to dump people on the ground, finish on top of them, you know, make it their worst day they've ever been, you know, make it the worst day they've ever been a part of. So I like that about him. Uh, and he, he is athletic. There, there's some defensive film out there he's running around making plays uh he can pull get out to the perimeter uh and i like that about him so with those kind of attributes we can really teach him technique at the next level and you know it'll be it'll be okay and i mean he's got great size um i think he needs to stay at 330 or lower can't get above that you're getting a little too heavy uh, once you get above that 330 mark. So just watching that weight. Uh, next up, Walker uh, Miller, or Merrill, I guess. Uh, uh, wide receiver, 6'1", 180. Uh, great body control. This guy's out of uh, 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 Middle Tennessee. Great body control on the sideline catches. Uh, able to get his foot in bounds. Able to slow down his momentum, drag his feet. Uh, which, you know, is very, it's a very athletic movement and crazy to do, uh, runs very crisp routes. I think he understands, um, you know, he's not the fastest guy out there, so there's no wasted movement with the things that he's doing. He's sticking his foot in the ground, turning around. He's, he's faking the, faking the inside post and hitting to the corner. He's doing very good technique on his routes, which is awesome to see. Uh, and I think, you know, it, with an experience and technique already, uh, it'll just grow further and further once he gets to college. And I think he could be an immediate guy out in the field as a freshman 
someone to help our passing game and be able to get open um, you know, versus man coverage especially and even zone coverage, uh, faking some DBs out. So uh, really like that guy. Uh, next, uh, Caden Slater and uh, quarterback. Everyone knows about Caden. He's he's the big name in this class, 6'2", 185. Great vision downfield uh, even when he's running, which I love. He can run, but running isn't what he wants to do. He escapes the pocket and keeps looking downfield. He never takes his eyes off downfield. I, I like. I really did not see a play where you saw him immediately tuck the ball and start to run. A lot of quarterbacks just give up on on what's downfield, and it it's a detriment to your team. It, it's not. It's not good for you. It, you can make huge plays by doing that. The Patrick Mahomes out there are perfect at it. And Caden does that great. I love watching him in his vision um, downfield. And, you know, he's not the fastest guy in the world, which I think is why he pays attention to everything else that's going on. It's not about running the ball for him. He's not a Lamar Jackson by any means. Um, so... I think he's a great addition to the team. I think, you know, him coming in as a freshman, it's going to be really big competition for Harrison Bailey. Let the best one win. And, uh, you know, even with JT Shroud, too, a lot of competition with those guys, you know. it And it just kind of sucks with quarterbacks especially. There's only one. Uh, you know, as an offensive lineman, there's five positions. So, you know, you could get on the field at five different positions when, when you're out there. And there's not a lot of people transferring from the offensive line uh, just based off now starting quarterbacks. There's only one out there. So a lot of guys transfer out of schools because, you know, they're not starting. Uh, they kind of see the writing on the wall that another guy's going to start over them. And it, that's just the way of the game. I hope Caden can come in and compete. But if uh, Harrison beats him out, Harrison beats him out. That's just how it goes. Uh, next, uh, Jamarion Gooch. So this man is 6'7", 345 pounds. Wow. Uh, huge individual. Um, as an offensive lineman, you, you always want more size than not. Uh, but I think over his time as a football player, it has kind of hurt him because he hasn't needed – to learn any technique whatsoever. His highlight tape of dumping people is literally just him being bigger than everyone else and stronger than everyone else. Uh, he stands straight up. He's super high. He brings his feet together. He doesn't keep a base. In pass protection, he moves very slow backwards and just doesn't have the technique that he needs. And it stinks, but... At the same time, there's guys out there like Orlando Brown Jr. who was going to come to UT but didn't get the test grade scores and went to Oklahoma, and the guy still has no technique. He's still slow, slow, slow individual, but he's so much bigger than everyone else. Still in the NFL, so much bigger than everyone else that he just can get in the way. And, I I mean, I guess that's what, you know, Gooch is going to be. So... I'm always 
more on the side of having good technique and understanding footwork and, and being low, you know, pad level, all of that kind of stuff. But if he is like an Orlando Brown Jr. and does pretty well for us and can be a good left tackle and still figure it out at that size, I mean, I guess. Like, I guess it works. I don't like it. It's not my favorite. But, uh, you know, sometimes the size advantage really does matter. I think he needs to watch his weight, though. He's 345 right now. And if he packs on pounds before he gets to college, it's not good. I mean, he like I know he's 6'7", but he needs to stay a little lower. You know, freaking Taylor Lewan's 6'7". He's 305, 3'10", lean, left tackle. He needs to stay near the 330 mark. You know, I, I'm not saying he'd be 305, but stay near 330 mark. Help me out a little bit. Uh, next up, we got uh, Julian Nixon. He's an athlete, 6'4", 215. Great size advantage. Um, he loves the jump ball, you know, lined up out wide as a lot as a wide receiver. So, you know, he's not going to be the tight end. 215, you know, maybe he can lose a little bit more weight, get a little faster, because um, I think he needs to stay closer to 200. We don't want to get up in those 230s, because I even think I saw that somewhere where his weight was at 230. Like, stay down in weight. Um, as a wide receiver, you have to. And he's a long strider, so he's not the quickest guy on the field. Um it's not a, a big, huge burst when he changes directions. It's long strides. It gets up to speed. And once he gets there, he's faster than a lot of people. But he needs to get up to speed. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Jason Kroom, if those guys, if people remember, uh, as a wide receiver, high, hybrid tight end for us. Now, Jason was bigger than this guy. Jason was 6'5", pushing 6'6", probably 245". Uh, while he was at UT, so that you know Julian isn't quite as big as Jason, but that long stride kind of reminds me of him. Uh, next up, uh, Cody Brown, running back. Lo- I he he's one of my favorites in this class. Uh, six foot two twenty five bruiser. Uh, runs like a freaking bull. Looks for contact. Great goal line running back. He's very very strong. Uh, 370 pound bench from this guy, which is crazy for a running back. Honestly, he fights for every yard and you know, that bench press strength that will help in pass protection, uh, and help with, you know, the play action passes and he has to pick up a blitzer. He's strong enough to pick up those linebackers coming on the blitz, you know, that are heavier than him, bigger than him. Uh, you know, coming from five yards deep, it's kind of hard to stop those guys' momentum. So the strength that he has behind him is really going to help with that, which I love. I love to see a strong running back. And, you know, even if he isn't the fastest guy, he's fighting for yards. He can read the blocks. There's, you know, no easy tackles on him. He's busting through people. Great goal line back. I love that. I love that. As an offensive lineman, I love to see that. Uh, next up, Jalen Wright, who's uh, running back. Six foot, 192. Speed guy. 
you know, loves to get to the outside corner, um, you know, take it up the sideline, sets, you know, he sets up his blockers on the perimeter. He sets up his wide receivers blocking well, which is good. Um, You know, could be a good third down back running screens. A lot of the times they threw, you know, screens, they threw bubbles to him, get him on the perimeter because they know he's a fast guy. So I'm not sure if he's the best interior runner. If he can run the inside zone, if he can run the the counter, the power, inside downhill running and be able to read the blocks. That's something we'll have to see. I have to see if he develops into it. But as an outside runner getting on sweeps, um, like I said, screens, great, great pass catcher. And I think great third down back, third and long. I think if you get him one-on-one with a linebacker, make a few moves, cut inside, he can be a little outlet for our quarterback, uh, like a Camara-esque kind of guy. Um, Byron Young, uh, defensive end. This guy, I freaking love this guy. I loved his film. I loved the amount of excitement he plays with every time he wins in a one-on-one drill, in a in a team setting, uh, out on the field, he is hype. He's excited. He loves it. He loves to compete, and I love that out of any football player. 6'3", 240, that's great size for a defensive end. He's very explosive off the ball, long arms, and you know he plays kind of like he reminds me of Kurt Majit. And Kurt came in in my class, and I played against Kurt. I had to practice against Kurt a lot uh, going through UC. And Kurt made me so much better as an offensive lineman, uh, just how good he was. And I, Byron, it, it reminds me of him. So explosive, runs, has great knee drive uh, like Kurt. He blows through offensive linemen too. I, I mean, he's strong, it, which you, you don't even necessarily – think when you look at him he's gonna be that strong but he will pop a guy in the face and put him on his butt uh you know uses bull rush too he's not just a speed guy uh which is awesome and it's great to see you're excited about him being out on the field and you know getting sacks for us and, and making defensive plays I'm also excited about him competing against our offensive linemen and making them better I got so much better because I had to compete against Kurt, Majit, and Derek Barnett in practice. There wasn't any offensive lineman on any other SEC team who had to compete against guys like that day in and day out on the practice field. So I knew I was lucky to have them. They made me so much better as a left tackle my last year. So I think Byron, the amount, the effect that he will have on this team is huge. Uh, next up, uh, Cayman Marley, athlete out of North Carolina, 6'3", 215. Big guy, uh, can turn on the Jets, man. I mean, fast. Um, him and Julian are mismatches. They're they're kind of the same bigger guys uh, at the goal line. A lot of jump balls. Um, and, you know, he should play wide receiver. He He's listed as an athlete, um, and, you know, they have him playing DB and wide receiver. I think he's too big to play a safety or, a, you know, a nickel or corner position as a DB. Uh, reminds me of that guy from USC. 
a while back, uh, Mays, who was a huge uh, defensive back. But you can be a hard hitter, but sometimes you're too big. You can't keep up with the wide receivers. And with the man coverage that we've run, it's not a good fit for him. Uh, So I think he should stay at wide receiver. I think he'd be a a great asset for us. Um, And honestly, like, if you spread some of these guys out that we're getting this year with – you know, Julian and Cayman and um, the tight end I mentioned earlier, man-on-man coverage at the goal line, no way they're going to be able to keep up with those guys. They're huge. They're massive individuals, which I love. Size size and speed, baby. That's what we need. Um, and, you know, I think Cayman should play wide receiver. That's the end of the list. But I, I did want to point out, and it does make me a little nervous, is the guys from North Carolina and Virginia, they didn't get to play their senior year. So they have not played football in over a year once they get on campus. Whew, that's a lot That's a lot to ask of those guys who haven't played football in that, that amount of time to come step in and be on their P's and Q's you know, be at a great weight when they come in, uh, you know, still be in great shape when they come in. I think they might struggle a little bit just getting back into football shape, football technique. I mean, there's nothing like putting the pads on and, and going out there and hitting people. It, there's nothing like that. You know, you can do all the drills you want around cones and, and, and lift and stuff like that, but getting out there and putting the pads on is, is a different animal. So, I, I, the development of those guys starting out, it, it might be tough for them. It might it might be a slower process just because they did miss that senior season, and it, and it, it kind of stinks. Um, it does. I mean, it just really does for them. I wish they could have uh, played their year. You know, just had some safe uh, protocols in place and and been able to um, been able to play their senior season. Because man, that would have crushed me if I was in high school and that happened. Crushed me. So, I uh, feel for those guys for sure. All right. So, that's the recap of the early signing day. Um, you know, let me know if you guys have any questions. I hope I kind of explained what I thought of each 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 guy um, and, you know, pointed out, you know, who I really like in the class and who I'm excited for and who can become a great player for us. So, Uh, Thank you guys for listening to this episode, this special extra episode on early signing day. Um, You know, follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook at Kyler Kerbison. Rate and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with family and friends. Uh, Also, call me if you have questions. Leave me some voicemails. It's on all of my social medias. Uh, And as always, go Vols. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.